You're listening to Coast to Coast Latino. It's like a great party, doesn't it? The kind of place you want to be during the uh, holiday season, eating tamales, drinking champurrado, maybe a little bit of uh, spiked champurrado. This is Los Lobos. They re-recorded the famous Jose Feliciano song, and they actually did an entire album in 2019 called Llegó Navidad. Llegó Navidad uh, is, can be purchased at uh, Amazon.com Music. Uh, but if you want to see these guys perform this song, it's on YouTube. In addition to that, there's interviews with uh, Steve Berlin and uh, Louis Perez about the making of, of uh, Llegó Navidad. I want to thank you for joining me. My name is Adrian Perez. You are listening to Coast to Coast Latino, the only podcast dedicated to what Latinos are doing across the United States. We are brought to you by the Vida de Oro Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the arts and enhancing the community. We're also brought to you by U-Haul. So if you have uh, moving plans or you need to store some items, uh, contact U-Haul. And uh, welcome, welcome on this Friday. We're six days away from uh, Christmas. And this is our 40th episode of uh, Coast to Coast Latino. Uh, and then we're going to take a two-week break. We will come back on the first full week of January. Uh, some exciting things are going to be happening uh, this new year. Uh, while we're taking a break, we're going to upgrade all of our equipment. We're going to upgrade our systems. And uh, so come January, we'll be able to provide you a full one-hour episode of Coast to Coast Latino. And uh, for those of you who can't wait until January, we do have the latest on Latino news and information at Coast to Coast Latino on Facebook. So that's Facebook, Coast to Coast Latino, and uh, search for the group. We also have our website at coasttocoastlatino.com uh, where we have a variety of uh, articles. We also have uh, some some of the podcasts, not all of the podcasts on there. Uh, and uh, so during our break, that's some of the things we're going to be doing is improving our overall website. We're going to improve our overall image with uh, new logos, new slogans, new new everything. We're really excited. The, these are, this is a grand opportunity for us to really bring you a, a top quality program, especially for those of you who've been uh, listening to us twice a week, uh, Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, we're looking at expanding it for a full hour so we can give you a lot more information and a lot more news. Right now, the biggest news uh, continues to be COVID-19 and its humongous negative impact that it's having on the Latino community. On the upside, we do have a vaccine and uh, more and more people are now being vaccinated. There's been a couple of uh, 
individuals who've had side effects. It turns out that if you have significant allergies, you may not want to be uh, volunteering for this vaccine. You should probably talk to your doctor first before you make a decision to get the vaccine. Uh, how do you know if you have allergies? Talk to your doctor. Uh, now here's the other thing is California has reached uh, a, a number of milestones. The largest number of people who died in one day, the largest number of people who've been uh, detected with having COVID-19 in a single day, and Southern California has zero ICU beds available. Zero ICU beds available. So folks are out there trying to figure out how to how to make this thing uh, work for them. We don't have enough nurses. We don't have enough doctors. We don't have the space. So what can we do? Well, we have to take significant, and I'm talking about uh, darn right, uh, angry attitudes towards COVID-19. And the only way we're going to be able to, to curb its existence is to follow the basic rules. Wash your hands on a regular basis. Cover your face. You know, wear a mask. Uh, do social distancing. Avoid large crowds. And uh, stay home. You know, it's a wonderful time to stay home, especially for those of us who've already set up either a nacimiento or a Christmas tree. You know, uh, and there's a lot of programs on television that you can also enjoy while you're staying at home. I don't know how many of you are, are aware of this, but Netflix has the program Selena uh, on, and uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a series. And so the first nine ep episodes are available on Netflix if you want to binge a little bit. Uh, it's an interesting way of telling a story. Unlike the movie, when it first came out, the movie focused a lot on uh, on the rise and tragedy of of what happened to Selena. The series focuses a lot on the on the background stuff, the the things that that we don't have privy to, like the fact that. You know, the uh, Selena's family really struggled a lot in the very beginning, uh, being evicted, uh, being uh, losing a business. Uh, and and overall, it I think it gives a very good understanding of the sacrifices that especially many of our entertainers uh, take in order to achieve some form of either recognition or stardom. Selena reached a point of stardom, but she was taken away from us way before she could have achieved a lot more. And uh, for those of you who saw the movie, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, the movie was a grand opportunity for uh, an up-and-coming uh, singer, songwriter, dancer, and actor by the name of Jennifer Lopez. She became a superstar after starring in that movie. So in other words, she really owes her her huge recognition and uh, her her dancing skills, her singing skills and and acting skills to that movie.
And let me tell you folks, it all starts somewhere. Uh, I know right now someone is probably listening going, yeah, I can't wait till I put my first book out or my first screenplay out or my first play out or my first uh, song out. In order to make these things happen, there has to be a strong commitment from the individual. And it's a burning. It's a burning that you get deep down inside your gut. And that's your body. And I reckon it to, to God telling you to wake up and do something that's of value. Not only to yourself, but to your community. Telling good stories uh, for television, for the film, uh, singing good songs that promote our community, that, that give you inspiration. Those are the things that are going to really help our community start coming out of this, this rut that it's been. And let me explain to you just a little bit of, of how bad the rut is. This week, uh, Dolores Huerta, the farm worker icon, the individual, the Latina that many Latinos, male and female, have looked up to for direction, for, for guidance, for inspiration. She wrote a letter to Governor Gavin Newsom to replace Senator Kamala Harris's spot on the U.S. Senate with another African-American. Now, if, if you're a Latino icon, a Chicana icon, uh, I would hope that you would promote Latinos. I would hope that you would promote uh, the, the, the replacement of, of, uh, of political appointees with or elected individuals with Latinos, especially when you have 40% of the state's population being Latino. And instead, uh, you go out and you promote another community, an African-American community. And of course, the rumors started flying right away that uh, the reason uh, Dolores Huerta did that is because her foundation received a significant grant from uh, from the African-American community. I don't know. We don't know. All we know is that it's very disappointing when our own community doesn't support and promote our own community. In the Sacramento Bee, Marcos Breton, a columnist, uh, wrote about how we sell our, our community out, how we continuously sell our community out. And we've been doing this since we've lost our lands in Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, through the and uh, California through the uh, Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. Even though we were guaranteed to keep our lands, they were taken from us. And did we scream and yell and protest? No, we just keep moving forward. Uh, our current president and outgoing president, Donald Trump, called us rapists, called us thieves, called us all kinds of ugly names. Instead of acknowledging, hey, you know what? Latinos have been here for well over 250 years. We should be uh, recognizing their their contributions to this nation. And instead, we get, you know, we get beat up 
by guys like like him. Uh, then we look at Hollywood, and Hollywood doesn't portray us, doesn't put us on film, doesn't put us on TV, and rarely do we get a uh, a good starring role, much less a role that has us not being drug addicts, drug dealers, East LA gang members, etc. We are a very complex community. Latinos are a very complex community. But where you find gang members, you find doctors. Where you find drug dealers, you find lawyers. And of course, where you have uh, 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 pretend power brokers, we have actually elected power brokers. The Latino community is very deep. And when you look at our numbers, our sheer numbers, that tells us that we absolutely positively need to push our community even further and even stronger. You see, in most states, the number of kids in the grade school level, especially kindergarten, are Latino. And if those kids are not getting the proper education, if they're not getting the proper representation, and more importantly, if their images are being are are are, are being uh, provided that are negative, they too will start thinking that they're losers, that they can't go forward anymore, that this is what they were meant to be, and we have to stop that. And in order to stop that, we have to control all aspects of what makes American society so powerful. Everything from business ownership, corporate participation, especially appointed to boards and and, uh, and uh, commissions, by getting elected into significant positions of, of uh, authority, and showing images of us being successful individuals. But instead, what we get are just, you know, decisions and actions that are taken that have a uh, continuous and perpetual negative impact on our community, not just locally, but nationwide. For example, this morning, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled on uh, Donald Trump's push to not count undocumented immigrants in the census. Now, the census, as many of you know, the census count is very critical and it only happens every 10 years. But the impact that it has is it, it not only designates congressional seats, but it also allocates federal funding to different areas based on the number of people that are there. And by subtracting the millions of, of immigrants uh, across the U.S., uh, the congressional districts would be designed to omit representation for all these people, and, he, and it would also omit the potential of these, these uh, regions or swaths of, of immigrants uh, from receiving federal funding. It, but the, but the court didn't make a, a full-fledged, firm decision. Instead, what it's what it said is that the merits of the case are not significant at this moment. 
Therefore, they refused to take it any further. In other words, telling Donald Trump and, and his White House, if you're, if you're going to do it, do it. But if somebody else comes in and challenges it uh, based on the merits, we're willing to listen to it. The negative impacts this is going to have if this goes through in the next uh, 30, uh, 38 days that Donald Trump has in office uh, could be just detrimental, if, as I mentioned before. And it would put a lot of pressure on states like Texas, California, uh, New York, uh, Washington, even Florida, where large numbers of immigrants live. It would put a lot of pressure on them to file lawsuit against the rules that the Trump administration uh, has has put forth. And what it would do is it would, again, take us right back to the Supreme Court. It could take a while. But the bottom line is we would find ourselves, again, uh, battling for very basic rights that many of us have taken for granted for so many years up until the Trump administration got elected. Uh, his whole thing has been that immigrants are bad for the country, that we take away jobs, uh, that we hurt the economy, etc. Uh, folks, all you need to do is look at the amount of taxes that undocumented individuals give to the United States, and that in itself shows that their interest is not to come here and hide from, and I'm sure there's some that are, that are here hiding, but it's not to, to not be a, a productive citizen, but rather to be a productive citizen. So that just came out this morning, and it is breaking news. Uh, and, you know, speaking about our president, you know, the guy continues to throw a temper tantrum, uh, and uh, we hear that uh, staff in the White House have all been looking for jobs, have, have been making an effort to bail out as, as quickly as possible, but some of them are saying that uh, that he throws rages, that he throws fits in the White House. And now he's even threatening not to leave the White House uh, after Joe Biden is uh, inaugurated on January 20th. All of this is, is quite frankly, in, in the eyes of many of us, a just a terribly written soap opera uh, where the... the uh, where the bad guy is extremely predictable and we know what they're going to do, but yet we're still watching it because we know what they're going to do and they still do it. Uh, uh, it's it's become an old soap opera, especially as uh, this particular year has gone through. I mean, here we are. We started off 2020 where we believed was the launching of a new decade and our ability to to persevere and, and do incredible things. Uh, and it started off with the investigation of our president, the uh, congressional impeachment of our president, uh, the uh, 
the threat of a pandemic, no action from our president on the pandemic. As a result, we saw this particular virus start taking hold. Uh, his actions, his denial of the pandemic uh, became even more forceful as, as the country started feeling the effects of COVID-19. In March, many states uh, did a stay-at-home order, a lockdown, if you will, to be able to, to control the spread of the virus. Many of us thought that uh, by summertime, the virus would be gone and we'd be back to some kind of normalcy. Instead, what the virus did is it presented an opportunity for uh, the more creative individuals and the more, uh, the, the more industrious individuals to take advantage of a paradigm shift. And that's what we've gone through worldwide is a paradigm shift. And you know, the, the thing is, is that it, it's hurt the economy terribly. And uh, we only have one person to blame, and that's Donald Trump. There is nobody else involved. His lack of leadership, his lack of taking this issue serious. And you know, the probably one of the frustrating things that many many of us find is that he he allowed for his staff to get infected by not encouraging them to do the mask wearing, the social distancing, etc. He got infected. And even after all of that, he still goes out and says, this is a hoax. This isn't real. Since November 3rd, the day of uh, our election, uh, he has really hunkered down and just focused on how terribly he has lost and how uh, he doesn't believe he lost because, you know, his ego doesn't allow him to accept the idea that he lost. And rather than dealing with COVID-19 nationwide with strategies, with, with approaches, you know, he comes out, beats his chest and says, understand that the vaccine came under my administration. Well, it happened during his administration, but so did the loss of over 315,000 lives. We didn't have to lose all those people had he taken action back in January when he first learned about the pandemic. And in fact, he probably wouldn't have faced impeachment had he started talking about the impacts that this pandemic would have had unless some kind of action was taken. And uh, he created his own bad situation there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, here we are at the end of 2020. We're, uh, we're two weeks away from uh, 2021. And many of us are, are hoping and praying that 2021 will be, in fact, a major turnaround for our nation, a major turnaround for Latino business owners, and a major turnaround for the many unemployed across the U.S. In fact, uh, La, uh, yesterday's numbers on unemployment were again 850,000 people filed for unemployment. In terms of the stimulus checks, you know, they may show up, they may not show up. As of today, they're still negotiating. There's uh, 
there is going to be some kind of a check that's going to come to all the families. It's not going to be anywhere near what they need to be able to overcome the potential of not putting enough food on the plate, their children not experiencing some kind of Christmas, uh, nor the potential of being evicted. Some folks are thousands, thousands of dollars behind on rent, thousands of dollars behind on their mortgage. And the federal government is only offering $600. Uh, I don't know how families are going to do it, and it's not very pretty. So this, this holiday season, if you have the means, if you have the ability, my recommendation to you is to work with a local nonprofit. Find ways to, uh, to help them, either financially or by volunteering to give food to the needy, to help individuals that are struggling during this holiday season. The Vida de Oro Foundation currently is promoting an idea, which many of us think is a wonderful idea, to go out on Christmas Eve, on, on December the 24th, at 6 p.m., go out to your front doorstep and ring a bell, ring jingle bells for a period of two minutes. This isn't only just to bring in the Christmas uh, spirit, but it's also to recognize the hundreds of thousands of people that we've lost to this dreaded disease. And perhaps it's the beginning of burying a nightmarish 2020. So that's December 24th. Uh, currently, you can see the postings all over uh, social media. So if you get a chance, go out and do something for your community. Help it out. You know, there are business, small businesses that are struggling. There's families that are struggling. Uh, farm workers are struggling. And the list goes on and on. And uh, we need to do something. And we, each individual, has the power to actually do something about this. This pandemic has also raised a lot of awareness of Hispanic business owners and the struggling, the struggles that they're going through right now. And as a result, corporate America has responded. And just to give you an idea, the Alabama Power Foundation issued this massive grant to support the Hispanic community and the economic empowerment of the Hispanic community in the state of Alabama. Uh, the Hispanic Chamber Foundation launched a Latinx business restart program after receiving $100,000, $100,000 in a grant. The Rockefeller Foundation has donated half a million to black and Latino Hispanic uh, 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 black and Hispanic businesses in the state of Florida. Uh, and the push to have companies recognize that Hispanic executives exist and that they should appoint Hispanic executives to their boards of uh, directors, Lyft and Uber, 
are 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 being pushed hard right now uh, nationwide by different organizations. And then uh, there's a great article that NBC News put out, and and you can find it on our uh, Coast to Coast Latino on Facebook. Uh, it's called Heart and Hustle: How Two Latinx Entrepreneurs Are Paving the Way for Others to Start Businesses. And it's an excellent article. If you're planning to start a business, read this. It's very inspirational. In the LA Times, we have an op-ed about what Americans don't know about the Latino history that could fill a museum. And for those of you who aren't aware of this, uh, we have a senator out of uh, Utah who put a stop to the funding of the uh, American Latino Museum. And this is essentially just to give you an idea of the history of Latinos in the United States for the last 250 years and how we could fill an entire museum and then some. Uh, then we also look at uh, what analysts are saying uh, regarding uh, uh, sports and uh, analysts are saying that more and more Latinos are going to be involved in sports and especially as soccer continues to grow throughout the U.S. Uh, and Again, I want to invite you to come out to Coast to Coast Latino. You'll find information there about entertainment, about books to read, about how to start a business, about what other businesses are doing, grants that are available, and what folks, how many folks are getting elected, and how many firsts are we seeing this particular year with Latinos being elected from uh, county sheriff to uh, being a, an all-Latino city council. In the small town of Lindsay, California, for example, they have an all-Latino city council for the first time in the history of Lindsay, and Lindsay has been around for about 150 years. Anyway, this is our time. I want to thank you for joining us on this 40th episode of Coast to Coast Latino. My name is Adrian Perez. I know uh, there are many podcasts out there, but we're going to continue to come to you. Hook or crook, we're going to sh keep showing up. Come 2021, we're expanding our show to one hour, so we'll be able to give you a lot more information. We'll be able to tackle a lot of national issues that are critical for our community uh, and we're going to stay focused on the three areas that I've told you we're always going to stay focused on and that's education, economic development and political empowerment so until next year, thank you very much stay safe, wear a mask social distancing, wash your hands on a regular basis, avoid large crowds and more importantly stay home Merry Christmas and Happy New Year